You can open the lids. It's okay. That was a hard thing for me to start doing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that was one of the things that was hardest for me. I got peeing down, no problem, mm -hmm. but it was yeah. actually taking a dump in the woods. That was yep. like, yes. really hard. Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. A conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Lynn Melling. And I'm Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. In this episode, we sat down with our friend, Leah DeSalt. She spent summers working as a camp counselor, inspiring girls to love the outdoors. She's an all-around fabulous friend. Here's our conversation recorded over Zoom. Hello, Leah. Yay. Hi, Leah. She's our very first guest, and she is just, yeah, one of, one of my dear, dear friends, and she's amazing, and she is an art teacher at Armstrong High School, and she has been doing art Gosh, how long have you been doing art, like teaching art? Oh, I've been teaching art for 21 years um, and making art since I was a child. It's a very long time. It's always been a part of my life. And so, and then also nature has mm -hmm. always been part of your life. So we're here to talk about, to have real talk about like camping and outdoor adventures and kind of how that connects with your artistic brain. But like, let's start with just your camping journey. Okay. When and how like did you become aware of camping and the outdoors and how did you get started in life with well, with this? I yeah, just I mean to start from the very beginning, I took a just very few camping trips with my family um when I was young and it was more so um uh like a extended family trips and car camping. And we were typically staying in a pop-up, not tent camping. Um, so I had very little knowledge until I went to summer camp. To be honest, summer camp has uh, been quite formative in my outdoor experience and out love of the outdoors. Which summer so camp did you go to? I went to Camp St. Croix in Hudson, Wisconsin, and I've sent my kids there as well. And um, I went there twice as a camper. And you know, I, I was very shy. I was kind of a wallflower in middle school and high school, very shy, um, timid. And uh, I was younger than my peers with a September birthday. So I think I was socially just, you know, kind of late to bloom. And um, the summer after freshman year in college, I got a job working at Camp St. Croix as a camp counselor. And that was the first time I uh, learned how to do all the things, like how to be an independent camper, because I was in charge of a group of, you know, 10, 13 year olds or 10 year olds and, um, working with a group of young girls and teaching them how to, you know, pack a bag properly and pack out food and, and canoe to a site and set up camp as a all, a full group of women, and young girls was um, quite empowering for me. So that's really when I um, developed a love for camping. And I had no clue what I was doing. So I just learned and I, you know, that term, fake it till you make it. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> that was where it all started. Yeah. And, and, I, and honestly, I, I think I was really self-conscious and camping taught me that I could, um, you know, be, 
messy and, um, you know, not have a mirror for a week and, and, and kind of get rid of some of that expectation of how a, a young woman should look or act or yeah. dress and just be outside. It was really fun. How did you get up the, even the, the nerve to just go and do it? Um, well, I didn't have a choice. Oh, okay. so here's the deal. I, I had a job the summers, um, in between my junior and senior year of high school, where I worked at a deli at a hospital, which is where my dad worked. And I was working full time. I was inside. It was fine. You know, it was, it was, I, I was, it was hard work and, you know, I got my minimum wage or whatnot, but I, decided that I wanted to do something fun in the summer. You know, when you're a college student, you're working hard all year. And um, my boyfriend, who is now my husband at the time, was going to work at camp. So that was a motivator for me um, to work there as well. Plus, I had a connection because I went to that camp as a, as, um, a child. So I think it was just, um, you know, like back to circle back to your question, Jody. I I had to, it was out of necessity. I was there, it was part of my job. And they said, this is what you're doing. And I think that you're quite fearless when you're young. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it, it, thinking back, the amount of responsibility that I had on my shoulders, uh, it not only helped me build confidence, but it also, um, it helped me develop that love for being outside, so... There we go. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like as adults, if we were given shouldered with like the, oh my gosh, you're going to need to lead 10 children into the world, (laughs) we'd probably all freak out. But the fact that you could do that as a young person and just say, I'm going to, yeah, sure. I'll take on the challenge and I When it really hit home to me was the summer I was working. So every summer at the end of this, the, the traditional summer camp season, um, the camp hosted two weeks of Camp Needlepoint, which was a camp for children with diabetes. And mm-hmm. so I, the kicker for me was I led a group of teens on a river canoe trip <laughs> and my camp, my co-counselor was a nurse. So you had to have a nurse with you and it rained the entire time. Oh no! And so we were doing blood sugar checks, you know, <laughs> ketones, we are doing like and it rained the whole time. And at one point we couldn't get a fire started. So we were soaking tampons and, <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> and trying to get a, a fire lit. And, um, and it was just, I, I, you know, it's, yes, like you said, as an adult, when you are given that much responsibility and you, you'd, you'd think twice before yes. doing something like that. Yeah. So, okay. So, but you had, so you had all these challenges, but like mm-hmm. you kept, going and you kept doing it can you mm-hmm. t- like that must have been incredibly especially at that age to be incredibly empowering um what was the what was like the best I mean it sounds terrible it sounds like that's something that nobody would ever want to do go for, mm-hmm. you know go canoe in the rain for a week you know try to start a fire it sounds terrible but like clearly you it's a huge part of your life and you love it so what mm-hmm. why like what's what do you love about that it's it's uh, that feeling of accomplishment when you get a fire started after a day of rain and you have a group of children that are soaking wet. Everyone's sleeping bag is wet. Oh, you know, we had poor oh. gear and we dried We danced around a fire all <laughs> night and dried all of our gear out. And um, it's, it's, it is empowering. And to be a young woman 
And I, I think that constantly, uh, you know, as in those formative years, um, especially when we were young, it was how you looked. It was your mm-hmm. grades. It was, are you a good girl? And what yes. is a good girl? Yes. And uh, to be stripped of all of that external um, pressure and just be, it, it was, it was I, I didn't realize at the time how formative it would be. Um, it was fun and it was That's exciting. Amazing. And I got to go, you know, canoeing in the Boundary Waters for the first time. And I was a counselor, but I was, you know, I, for me, it was, it was all new. Yeah, yes, it was I can't imagine. And I was, and I was like, okay, now you're in charge and you're going to take these girls on a, a, a river trip on whitewater and you have to learn how to canoe in rapids and you have all your food for the week and you have a group of 10 teenagers and, oh, wait, now this week you're going to live at the stables. You have to care for horses. And then the next week we were going up to the Apostle Islands and kayaking. I mean, it was. Oh, wow. Seriously. I feel like, um, and anyone who was a camp counselor or worked on camp said that that is one of those jobs that you never want to take off your resume because the amount of skills that you develop during that time is, is exponential. I feel like adults now are going to try to have those experiences, you know, like they're buying that kind of experience now because everyone's looking for a way to feel true accomplishment instead of the ways that we are, that we currently are kind of grading ourselves. I was going to ask you, Leo, or just like even make a comment of like, just even you retelling the story of like these memories. I think of all these 10 girls that have the a similar memory and something that you gave them by mm-hmm. just being a woman, being present, figuring it out, figuring it out and being them being able to see you, like mm-hmm. help them provide for themselves in this situation that seems impossible. And you guys made it and you made it fun. Like, I just, I think that's just so, so admirable. And I wish I would have had that experience as a kid, just mm-hmm. seeing a woman doing something like that. I didn't, I'd never had the opportunity to go on any kind of tours mm-hmm. or camping like that. So it's so great. And thank you. Thank you for saying that. And so we, and now adults, and I do think like, I feel like it's Mm -hmm. becoming kind of hip now to Mm -hmm. be, to do camping. Like even 10 years ago, wasn't something that at least was in my orbit, but I feel like now, or maybe it's just because I'm more in tune with it, but I feel like I'm hearing more and more people talking about wanting to be, wanting to go camping and it's this trendy thing. And Leah, what would your advice be for like people who, especially women who've never tried it, who maybe want to give it a shot, but are terrified or they think it might not be fun and we'll get to your top tip later, but like, so not to spoil, spoiler alert, but like, I would just love to know like what your incur, you know, how you'd encourage them to just give it a shot. Well, I think what made me a successful camper was I was open to learning and working with competent people. And so, I mean, there are some really great programs out there that you can, you know, um, Wilderness Inquiry or, um, you know, REI even has trips that you can sign up for. Now, some of these are very, very expensive. And so there are also like hiking clubs and you meet people at a hiking club you sign up for and they travel, they backpack and you learn from others and you just have to be open and vulnerable and say, Hey, this is something I want to learn about. Can you tell me about your experience? And I think that's the best way shared experiences. Yeah. Um, honestly. And, and as women to not be afraid to, to try new things. 
and to yeah. travel with other women as well, because those are some of the best trips I've been on. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, and the three of us have recently learned how to skate ski, like mm-hmm. cross country skiing. And I think that's such a good example because I'm still terrible at it, but I enjoy it. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to finally just like bite the bullet and learn it, but it's just been, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did. Yeah, like, maybe like find conversations that we have, just like skiing around and not feeling like we need to be the best, but we just need to be competent <laughs> and right. give you, you know, a social outlet and being mm-hmm. outside. And yeah, it's amazing. I was going to ask Leah, as an mm-hmm. educator, mm-hmm. what you might want to share with us um, with regards to kind of kids in nature. And mm-hmm. if you have anything you know, that you could help us as we think about our children. So as a parent, as an educator, I think that being outside is therapeutic. It's something that my husband and I have drilled into our children since they were young. I mean, they're always outside. So just getting fresh air. um, And again, to circle back to the pressure of uh, appearance and, um, and schoolwork and so on and so forth, uh, just having a, a space where kids can just play and be kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, honestly, for me, it's the mindfulness and it and, and it correlates with my art and why nature is a constant thread in my artwork is it's, it's almost like a, a meditative practice. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're canoeing or skate skiing or, or hiking, um, it's an opportunity to be stripped down to the bare essentials and to just be with yourself. And, um, and I think we're constantly overstimulated by technology and, um, you know, by news and mm-hmm. pandemic. And I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And I would so agree with that. And I don't think I actually figured out the whole mindfulness thing until I started camping and was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. camping because when you're comfortable, you're like reading a book or you're, you know, you're kind of distracted. Like you're still enjoying being outside, but it's like until you're wet and cold and hungry and you are focused on, I need to get dry now. And that's the only, and you're so present in that very moment of like, okay, I'm going to focus on getting dry and now I'm going to focus on getting food mm-hmm. and it's just it forces you whether you like it or not to to be in the moment and tune out everything else and it's just and that's that's how I have learned what mindfulness is and that's it too I mean okay so you you pack for this camping trip and you have everything that you need in one bag uh-huh. everything and and you it's can terrifying you have this one <laughs> one bowl and this one utensil and I mean and that's your sole purpose of the day is uh-huh. to you know pack up your your campsite have breakfast pack up your canoe paddle to the next location portage it's it's really lovely it's really just living I mean, it's uh-huh. just yeah. it's survival and living and using your body to move and figuring out what's next. I mean, what a uncomplicated and beautiful experience. I don't but know. But I also think it's an important skill to learn to be uncomfortable. Yes. Like Lynn was saying. Yes. Yeah. yes. And part of living in the environment that we live in Minnesota, sporting through the winter, um, it's okay to be a little cold. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it, because it, it does make you stronger and it yeah. does, it builds that resilience. It does build resilience. Mm-hmm. And it's important for our kids to learn as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And problem solving and just the act of being quiet. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to know a little bit more. You talked kind of about like from an artist's point of view, but I would love to know a little bit more about like from your, from your point of view as an artist and just the connection between art and nature and, and being out in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You talked about it being therapeutic. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? So the key component for art making is observation. Okay. It starts with observation. Um, You can conceptualize what you want to make, it's emotion, it's um, expression. And, uh, and and if you think of be observing, like, like really breaking things down to the basics, if you're on a walk, if you've ever done like forest bathing or yeah. taking a really slow walk in the woods and you're taking in the smells of the pine trees and, you know, the, the, the way that the bark um, looks on a on a tree, like the texture, the lines of the branches. I mean, that's all art for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a, like I said, it's a constant thread in my own artwork. So it does. It it goes back, circles back to that meditative quality of being quiet, of um, of being creative, of living. You know, to quote Brene Brown, living wholeheartedly. Yes, and just you know, being yourself, I think that's, I mean, that sounds kind of. No, but no, but it's it's liberating. (laughs) I'm most most confident when I am unshowered and in the Uh boundary waters and I have my sketch pad. That is when I'm most confident. Yeah, it's liberating. I was going to ask sort of your process. That's what I was going to, do you go out and photograph things, bring it home? Do you, are you a person who is, like in your space outdoors and like taking in a particular landscape or, you know, what's the process for you for art making? Um, the pro- okay. So I, the, the process for my own art is being outside and observing what I see for my own art. Now I'm also a teacher. And so I use reference photos and I, you know, um, I, I like to work with my hands. I'm a multimedia artist. Um, I'm spontaneous. So there really is no one rhyme or reason. Okay. <laughs> I don't have okay. a, I don't have a particular process. What would be your recommendation? What, doing. <clears throat> what would be your recommendation for parents though who might want to kind of figure out? I mean, I know we're all kind of trying. I shouldn't say all of us, but <clears throat> many of us are trying to figure out ways to get our kids outside and get a little more engaged. Mm-hmm. We're going for a lot more walks. We're you know just trying to be outside more because we've spent so much time in our house, especially here in Minnesota. But as we go and we try to engage more with the outdoors and nature, are there ways that we could bring art into sort of our everyday life as parents when we engage with our own children? Um, I think that uh, modeling, I mean, I think that you can buy every craft kit in the world for your kids, but if you're not sitting down with them and trying yourself like (laughs) i just i i I mean i think that that's i think that's the most important tip um as parents as we need to show our kids that it's important to us as well if you're on your smartphone and you give your kid a craft kit 
what are they going to choose? They're going to want to be on their smartphone. Um, Which I think gaming. that's what those craft kits are for. It is that's so right. they'll go it's do something and we it's can go and be on our screens. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, I also think um, trying to learn something together is, is really great. I know that I learned how to skate. Like Lynn mentioned, learning how to cross-country ski, I started because my son started skiing. And it was something that we learned together the same year. And... Um, you know, it's 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 humbling to be a grown up. Yeah. Like you think you mm -hmm. have to have all the answers and you have to be perfect. And um, and I think it's just a great opportunity to to try something together. Yeah. So you know, there are so many great classes you could take. You can you know learn how. And, and, and everyone, I, I think that there's this mis uh, uh, conception that art is drawing like being a good artist to be a good artist you have to learn how to draw and it has to be realistic and art making can be as simple as um okay so let's rearrange your room today and let's do that together yeah. or let's take a walk and collect some things that we think are interesting and arrange them and and take a photo of it or let's take photographs and, and, you know, instead of, you know, I, I keep coming back to the craft kits, which are great for some, for some kids they are great, but not for everybody. Yeah. So keep it simple model and do it together. I love that. Those are great. I'll try that this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, so I want to ask some like just super tactical, mm -hmm. specifically as a woman, Okay, like let's talk diva cups. And okay. I did not know what diva cups were until I think actually Leah, you told me about them. Mm -hmm. So, but like, okay, so you're a woman, the time, you know, you have your period once a month. Like, what do you guys do? Do you, do you schedule the camping trip around the period? Like what the hell, what are we supposed to do? And I, this is something that, like that I have been conundrumed mm -hmm. with because I'm like, I really don't feel like dealing with that mess out in the boundary waters, but people do it. So when I, uh, the thing about being in the boundary waters, you pack everything out. So when I was a camp counselor, what we would do is take um, duct tape and we would duct tape a Ziploc bag. So it was like hidden, the contents were hidden and those were the period bags. And that's where you <laughs> disposed your feminine products. Um, but there's this really great, um, like you mentioned, the diva cup, it's an insert, and you just pop it in and you rinse it out and it's really healthy and um, and then you have no garbage and no waste while you're camping, which is, is optimal. Now, if you're gonna take a weekend car camping trip, oh yeah, you know, yeah. nothing. But you know what? The world, life goes on. You have your period, life goes on. Oh, I just can't, yeah. I, I just can't get over it. I can't get past it because I just, it's one of those things. And I think maybe it's just because I get, like I look at, you know, my husband and my son and they don't have to worry about that nonsense. And it just, I get irritated. Like, why do I have to, you know, it's just one more hurdle as a woman, just mm -hmm. yet again, one more hurdle that you have to navigate. And but so that's one thing I have a teenage daughter and we've really embraced her period. We had a moon party Love that so and she much. got her first period and 
we just talk about it as your superpower and it sucks and it can be really painful and but it's also kind of magical yeah so I don't know. It's the, it's the thing that makes you <laughs> uniquely you and such a powerful species and person on this planet. Like, you can give life, you know? Yes. And, uh, yeah. And now God, I, think I love you guys. We're done with kind of the giving life part yeah, of Yeah, amen. Life. Yes. Um, Over it. Yeah, thankfully. But, yeah, it, it can. I don't know. I don't feel like it holds me back. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just a, it, it can be distracting. It can be wonder, uncomfortable. Totally. But I also think it's just like, it, it is, yeah, it's just what we have to deal with as female human beings walking the earth. And I'm pretty stoked that I'm a woman. Yeah. I love that. Yep. So, and right now I'm perimenopausal, which is super fun too. <laughs> <laughs> it never, you know, it never it a dull never, moment. No, never. forties. You yeah. just get it figured out and then it changes all over again. Yep, totally. Yeah. All right, ladies, well, we are gonna take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do our top tip with Leah DeSalt. Okay. We Do This For Fun is supported by 515 Productions, a high-end video production business based in Minneapolis. The website is 515productions.com. And did you know that Jody is also a health and wellness coach? Check out her website at jodygruen.com. If you like this podcast, we'd love your support. Please rate and review us and hit subscribe. Learn more about us at wedothisforfun.com. We're back with Leah DeSalt, the amazing, wonderful BFF. Um, thank you again for being our first guest. Absolutely. So we like we're gonna start to end these shows with a top tip. So just something that is like a concrete key takeaway that you can like apply in your daily life if you wanna do the kind of things that we're talking about. So Leah, what is your top tip? Um, I don't know if this is the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, so I adore my sister is my best friend and we, we camp together. We make art together. Um, we love the outdoors, but one thing that we do every time and she lives in Utah. So we, I only get to see her a few, um, few times a year, but we make it a point to skinny dip. So I think that if you can skinny and I, and I try to skinny dip every time I camp. I think that I love that so much. <laughs> that, is, that is totally a key concrete key takeaway. Absolutely. Yes. What is it about skinny dipping? It's liberating. Yeah. And again, it's just like you are getting over yourself and getting over what your body looks like or and, and it just feels so amazing. So if you've never skinny dipped, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love you so and much. And I I love it. So, and my I, sister and I, literally every time we get together, we're getting up. So, oh, 
I love it too. I love and it we have, so much. And we have no shame. We'll be on a hike up in the mountains in Utah and on kind of a populated trail and we'll like sneak <laughs> off. <laughs> have you guys ever been caught? No. Oh, okay. I'm just down. Now we're some people me. like peering at you. <laughs> so, but I don't even care. Like, whatever. <laughs> Well, Leah, thank you so much for being our guest. We love and adore you. Yeah, I've loved getting to know you over this last year, just going to the trailhead and skiing and now even getting to do this interview, which I learned so much more about you. This is really fun. Oh, and I have to say, I got my mom skinny dip. Um, (gasps) We did a cabin trip. Yes. So we had the three generations, my daughter, my sister and I, and my mom, and we all skiddied up. That is awesome. Yes. And that was, and it was the first time my mom, to see a, you know, a 71 year old woman skinnied up for the first time and she loved it. That's awesome. And she felt <laughs> empowered and confident. It was really fun to see. So. I love that. Well, I cannot wait to skinny dip with you ladies. Me too. We're going to get that melting. on the calendar. It's melting. It's going to be time soon. Yes, it is. Thank you for this opportunity, ladies. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye, Leah.